0: Thank you for listening to the Girls Who Do Stuff podcast. Visit girlswhodostuff.com. You probably shouldn't Google that.
1: Hello, welcome to the Girls Who Do Stuff podcast. I am Jenny Midgley. I am Sarah Madras. And this is a show where you come as you are with the courage to speak up and tell a better story. And today on the show. We have Denise Swafford, who is my friend from the Midwest. And... How uh, we met on on the interwebs, on the Facebooks, on the social media. And yeah, so we connected over there in a Facebook group. One of the things that I love about Denise is that we can have conversations about religion and politics and business and women in business. And it's all productive and constructive mm-hmm. dialogue and civil dialogue. dialogue about those things as well as figure out how we can still serve and help each other out. Love it. It's amazing. Mm-hmm.
0: That's like the ideal relationship, really. <laughs> like so basically you just describe the ideal relationship.
1: Yeah, we did and like we like we'll go back on Facebook best do voice messages back and forth and it's just it's always uplifting and it's always I always feel better at the end of the conversation because I feel like we've accomplished something, even if it's just like making each other's day brighter. I love it. Yeah.
0: hmm So welcome to the Girls to Do Stuff podcast. Wow. Well, nice. Oh, thank you. And I totally agree. I love our conversations and I love that we can have those conversations and that we're just two girls doing stuff. So right. we just yep. share that. And that's what it's all about. So, well, actually, now we're three girls doing stuff because Sarah's here. Both. Yes.
1: Okay. Sarah's, <laughs> our is to to two and Joe. <laughs> Joe's over there off to the side. <laughs> So
0: yeah, so Denise,
1: tell us. Just give us a rundown of all of the things that you do, all the stuff that you do, and then we'll dig. We'll dig in. She does a lot of stuff.
0: Well, I actually do a lot less stuff these days. Thank goodness. That has been something we've been working on. And uh, back in July, I launched a vlog for women in business. And so I just my goal with that is to feature interview them, and really give them that interview that helps them position themselves as the expert. So that then they could use that to get on other interviews. But after one of the connections Jenny and I have is that I used to own a digital marketing agency. And so when I realized what's happening with my clients, I shut the marketing agency down back in December after 15 years, it was just time. And so my mind was very clear going into this vlog, And I realized that my clients had kept asking me for something, but I just, yeah, hear it, but you really know that what they're asking. And the one thing before I shut the marketing agency down, they kept saying, my ads are running great. My website looks amazing. How do I get more visible? And that's really what they were asking. That's how they were asking it. So I was like, go get on local TV and radio. How do I do that? I call the station manager and I find out what their protocol is. Like I was giving them the thing. So when I started the vlog, something hit me was like, "What they're asking me for? is how do like, I get this? How do I get featured? What does that look like? And so the more I started talking to people about that and opening myself up to do that, the more I realized something else was missing, which, Jenny, I think, Sarah, I think you're in the marketing space some degree as well. So the other thing that was missing was the SEO and backlinks for the feature interviews. Yes. And I, I went, <laughs> because people kept coming to me going, I've done interviews before, but I don't even know where to find them. Or that was shared on social media. And I, Sarah's agreeing. Okay. So because we do, right? When you're on a podcast, this is what, so here's
1: your PSA right now. Okay. If you, if you are a guest on a podcast, if you um, are a podcast host, here's what needs to happen. The thumbnail image for your logo and or episode art. And the link to your episode need to be shared to your guest so that they can give it to their web people or themselves. Put it on their website with the link
0: that goes to the feature. But It's very, when you hear it, you're like, oh, yeah, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. We should be providing our guests with that. That Now that you've been on the show, here's what you need to do with this. Yeah, I, I send that out. You're not, in, you're not part of that. I'm not, because so. my job is to show up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's done. But I'm just saying, but that's exactly what happens, right? It goes, it just goes into the abyss kind of. And people are like, oh, it got shared. And so then I started questioning people, why did you do the interview? What did you want out of it? What did you expect out of it? Why were your expectations not met? Because it just started opening my eyes to this whole issue. And I realized that two things happened. Number one, the person being interviewed didn't know the questions to ask. They didn't know to say, how is this being distributed? Do I get a link to it? Are you running SEO and backlinks to this particular content for me and then sending it to me? How does that work? And because I have a great, super knowledgeable SEO guy in IT, he's my IT guy. So he's the one who started opening my eyes to some of that was not happening. And we started developing this thing. And so I launched the vlog two weeks later, I was offered a TV show. And so the TV show looks just like. Just like the blog, it's up. You can't see it in this picture, probably. I have a group called Ignite Christian Business Women. So I do attract a lot of Christians. My show is not particularly that you have to be a Christian to be on it. It's just a lot of who I attract. So people go there and they're like, I'm not a Christian again. And like, yes, you can be.
1: And so what we did. Developed- are, are you going to try to make me like one? You <laughs> can be a Jew like me and be on Denise. <laughs> I love nice. that you've been on her show. Well, conver- no, I have to book it. But yeah, yeah. I, I have the invitation. Yeah.
0: Got you. Got you. That's all. Awesome. Yeah, she has the invitation. So what we did really is just created a system. And so it's, we feature, we do the feature interview. I have it professionally produced. So it's a really good piece of content. And a lot of times speakers, authors come to me, they're trying to build that speaker reel. And I'm like, need an interview in your reel always because it shows how you interact. So that's a piece that has really become a big thing for us. So we do the interview. After that interview, I personally write a blog post for you, basically reviewing the what you do and what I thought about it kind of thing. When mm-hmm. I always try to put that in a positive light, of course, because even though it might not be a fit for me, and it's going to be a fit for somebody. So it's just the, the interview and the blog post and both of those things. We have five different backlinks we create when we put those out. So now we are creating a piece of content that can stand alone, mm-hmm. two of them. And that is what we do. There's some more to what we do. If you're going to get featured on the TV show, there's other criteria you have to meet. But then something else has come out of that, which is this need to educate people. So if you want, they come through my process and I'm a very hands-on learner. So I'm like, come in and experience the process and get your mind around this. And then I will teach you the questions to ask before you go spend time being interviewed. Because quite honestly... Your time is the one thing you cannot make more of. And so why don't you use it wisely? Don't let your ego lead you into being interviewed. Make sure you're getting interviewed for a purpose. Mm -hmm. Make sure you're getting content that's going to help you grow. Make Google fall in love with you because we know Google wants to talking about you. And so the more people talking about you, the more that inner web behind the scenes, we actually use a visual of a web, but our interview is the nucleus of that web. And we start helping you grow that. And then we teach you how to continue to grow it. So that is what I primarily focused on. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. Yeah. I'm like, please explain to me how one goes from, oh, I started a vlog, And then the next day, I got a TV show.
1: She was wearing a man.
0: Okay. You guys are not going to like my answer. But my answer is, but God, because I literally was on Clubhouse. In clubhouse rooms, hanging out, was at my daughter's dog sitting for three days and just having a lot of alone time, really. And I had met a man on clubhouse and I noticed he had something about TV in his bio. And TV is always something that's in me. I just know what to do with it. Mm -hmm. And I was like, So I reached out to him. I said, I'd like to know what you know about TV. And he called me and he said, What do you do? And I said, I feature business women on a vlog. And he said, You need try to explain to him what I do. And he's, you need a TV show. And I was like, a lot of the women I feature are Christian. Is that a problem? And he goes, nope, I own the network and I'm a pastor. That's awesome. <laughs> so I say, but God, so that's my answer to that. But that's how it happened. It was just like that. And we come out probably mid-November, we start Aerie. I've been featured on the network a couple of times myself, but it just happened. And it wasn't I thought it was going to be this big, scary thing, like production and all these things. And right, can you do a Zoom? He's, like, can you do a Zoom? And I was like, yeah. And he goes, can you record it? And I said, yes. And he goes, can you get it to YouTube? And I said, yes. And he was like, that he goes, I don't need you to make it pretty. He goes, we will teach you all of that as you go. And really, he's got 60 channels so he's busy. I figured a lot of it out between me and my team. And it's really not that hard. It's just finding your space. And I think what I love too is that it like you had to take the action step to reach out to that guy on Clubhouse in order to make that happen. So you had the nudge, the divine idea, and then it was like, okay, I need to also pair it with the action of, oh, I wonder what this guy does. He's in TV. Let let me and let me reach out. I had a client who told me he was. Uh, they did a whole feature on him in Triangle Business Journal, and I was like, oh, tell me more about that. He's like, I saw the magazine, and I was like, oh, that magazine looks important. He was so I called them, and I was like, wait a minute. You called, you know, picked up the phone and called Triangle Business Journal. I was like, Hey, what's up? I'd like to uh, be featured in your magazine. And he was like, Yeah. Yes. It was just, so that I did all the, the photo and video for it. It didn't even occur to me that is even something like, because in my mind, I'm like, Oh, you just call them and reach out to them. Aren't there like barriers? Right? Mm. <laughs> the power to that
1: naughty or something? No, and that's the thing, right? Is that when you take the like the last time Denise and I spoke, she's she messaged me and she's I just I knew I had to reach out to you today. So I'm doing it. It's yes. it's that mindset of like I listen. That, yeah, you just listen. Yes. You're aware, like the 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 new revenue stream for my business. I had six inquiries in a matter of two days of can you do this for me? So I said, Okay, universe, I'm listening and I made it happen. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's a, And I think that it's the the lesson here isn't that like Denise and I or Sarah and I are different. It's just that yeah we've learned to be in tune with those messages as they come. And however you believe they come to you is cool, whether it's God, whether it's the universe, whether it's your Aunt Sylvia living in your head. I don't know, like whatever it is, however it comes to you. Right. Like you just follow like you pull
0: the thread and see what happens. And I think the key point, too, that you said, Denise, is that you were in quiet. Like you were oh, by yourself, yeah. you were dog sitting, you were quiet. Because I feel like the reason, and this is, I can say this because it's true for me. And so I'm sure other people are in this boat, too, because we're never alone in our experience, is so much time I was never in quiet for so long because either Oh, the yeah. Kids were Blind always kids, with me. Jobs, and, blah, 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 yeah. Blah, blah, in the blah. car, they were always chatting. And yeah. there was always sound.
1: Simulation.
0: Yes, correct. Mm-hmm. And so I got to the point where I would start driving when the kids started school. And so they weren't with me. I would drive with no music on. Yeah. And yet, if I wasn't in the car, I was on a call with the client. Like yeah. there was never quiet. quiet. Mm-hmm. And so the car was the only quiet time. And when I fall off the train, is when I realized, oh, I'm not being, I'm not having silence in the car. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I was still for seven months before all, I was quiet for seven months, basically for all this happened. So for me, the noise of having multiple businesses and all of that being shut down and the marketing business was great and it was crazy. And there was always somebody to talk to. And when it was time to shut it down, I was listening to God and I was like, okay, I hear you. I've seen the vision you've given me. I know this isn't serving me anymore, and it's not doing what it's supposed to do. But I am literally set like this. I felt like for seven months and said, "I will not move until." And in that time, I broke our wrist and had a surgery. My aunt got cancer. I helped me t- was there to be able to take care of her, like all the things I would not have been able to do before. And just still, so when I tell people, they're like, "You aren't still," and I'm like, "No, I didn't sit on my butt for seven months." guys. I'm like, <laughs> We owned a ranch, just, a trucking company, if, if, but I was just like, like, if I just be still and I just listen, and I'm my kid, I'm an empty nester, so my and my husband's gone a lot, so my house is empty, and a lot of times I get up and turn Alexa on, but the day that the blog was given to me, like that actually, like I knew there was something, and it was breaking, like inside, of you can feel it's coming, and the day it happened, it was I was on the phone with my coach, but all day long, I'm going to speak to this. There was not a sound in my house except the air conditioner running. All day long. Yep. And my coach asked me a pointed question that day that I am convinced had there been noise, I would have missed. And he said, You tell me about this Oprah of being or this vision God has given you of being the Oprah of Christian business women or the Oprah of businesswomen. And meaning that he was going to give me a platform. Mm-hmm. And so he said. Why do you talk about that like it's so far down the road? It was like the pivotal question, that pivotal moment. But I'd miss it. I'm convinced if there wasn't ways that day, I would have missed it. Mm-hmm. So I'm totally with you on that. <laughs> I think that it speaks to we do
1: spend so much of our life in distraction mm-hmm. and that we're trying to multitask. We try I have to consciously remind myself to finish a task before I start another one. Thank you, ADHD. But it's but also like all of the noise is always there. So I'll do something and then ten minutes will go by and I'll be like, fuck, that email's still open and I never sent it. It just there's just is that an entrepreneur's curse. It really is. So so this week, what I did was last week I turned on uh, my out of office responder early before we actually left town. I turned it on like a few days early because I was like, I need space to breathe. And then this week I have it now turned on permanently. My out-of-office responder is on, but what it says is, look, I am not always at my desk. I am a photographer. I'm doing the content. I'm in a meeting. I'm on location. I'm in the studio. I'm all of these places, which means I can't be sitting here responding to emails all day. I will check my email twice a day. Yep. And I turned off the notifications on my phone, and I turned off the, and I have the autoresponder on. And now I feel like, and as soon as I did, I was like, (sighs) I panicked. And I thought I was going to have a panic attack and I was going to have to come in here and get some bourbon. And then I was like, this is okay. This is a conscious choice so that I can know that I'm setting and managing expectations for myself, Mm -hmm. which means that I'm doing right by my clients. And now I can breathe and have some space to be like, give myself permission to not be distracted all the time.
0: I love that. I love that. Yep. I think yep. that's awesome. Give yourself permission to not be distracted. That's mm-hmm. awesome. Because mm-hmm. sometimes you, you do that. have to sit in that quiet
1: and not move. And it's not like you're being, yeah, it's not out of like stubbornness or to be like, F you. Right.
0: It, it's I just we can... feel, well, we feel lazy. We, we're not taught, we're taught to inaction as being lazy. We program that way. Correct. I have next to my bed a uh, little, you know, white blood No, that says <laughs> patience. Is also a form of action. Oh, that's good. We need to put that on a t-shirt. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I, was just think- I was just thinking the same thing. That's going to go
0: on serious. Girls who do stuff. <laughs> that's amazing. Yeah, Because I needed that reminder because I am a doer and in my head a lot rather than being in my body a lot. And the way that I get into my body is by shutting out stimuli, not just auditory, but to close my eyes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so... It was that's an action totally is teaching me. All right, you don't have to be doing patience. And because patience to me is being is also a form of action. Yep, like that within itself. Mm-hmm. The action of being
1: present is an action
0: in, of itself. Yes, yeah, mm-hmm. sitting in the quiet. Yep. So, Sarah, I'm wondering if that's why you liked the farm life as a kid so much, correct? You went and visited your family. Yes, 100%. Because one of my fondest memories was when we went up for summer vacation, like we did every year, every couple of years. My aunt and uncle, they have cornfields. And I just walked by myself through the cornfields. The sun was so bright, like literally sitting here right now, I can see it and feel it inside of my body, that emotion that it elicits. And I Crave it, and I yearn for that stillness and that. So I just had an aha moment of that's why I love that's
1: my that's why the beach is my place because of the the input of the sound of the ocean that's yeah. drowning out all of the other noise that I can just sit and be. Mm-hmm. It's like your white noise machine.
0: Aha, uh-huh. yes. Mm-hmm.
1: There's my aha moment. But the white that putting the the beach sounds on the um on the devices doesn't do the same thing for me.
0: You're still, <laughs> I, need to you're I take the best naps on the beach. Yes, <laughs> yes. Yep. yes. I mean. Yes.
1: Yes. But We have a dog for. that can't, it, if anything this weekend at the beach proved was that we need to live at the beach because the kids were happier. The husband was, the dog was thrilled. Like she actually <laughs> turned into a real dog. I don't know what happened. Yeah. She started behaving like a real dog and not a scaredy cat. Design that into your. Uh, it's in there. It's in there. We just got to. Get there. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Allow it to come to you mm-hmm. and take the
1: And I do. But I do like where we live too. I feel like there's like a push and pull of, I want to live that ideal of like where I can be. And, and reach these goals. But I really like my life now.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: I I don't love the struggle, but I love the life that we've created here. Yeah. And so I have a push and pull about, do I really want to be at the beach or is that just like something I'm telling myself because I think it would be fun?
0: I was going to say that push and pull is because you're expanding. Yeah. Right? That push and pull is because we're expanding. We'll talk to us more about that for you, of what that experience is like for you and what you've seen in others. For me, it's the learning to be still. That's something I've heard for years. Be still and know that's scriptural. And I'm like, oh, yeah, God, I understand. Be still and know. What does that mean? Be still. <laughs> I don't like it <laughs> because I feel like inaction was not, was lazy. That was honestly a mindset I had overcome. Like I could be still, and not be lazy. And what I went back to is like when I was a kid, You go back to those childhood when things seemed slower, when things seemed happier, when things seemed all of, they just it was life. If everybody didn't have a perfect childhood, and I get that, but there are things in your childhood. This is a big part of a retreat that I have planned out. It's just letting women go, literally playing a mud pedal to reconnect with that little girl and to find those things. Oh yeah. Y'all love my Is it
1: bad that I just had the Peppa Pig song that I jumped in my it. head? <laughs> <laughs>
0: okay. I don't even, I'm, okay. My kid's You're an, an adult with all these young kid things. <laughs> but it Also, you know, video. that send me the video please uh, that's how I stay current is through all my kids at church I help with the youth group and I have all the little kids I'm the candy lady at church of oh, that cool. lady that if you give me a hug I'll give you candy because we have a lot of kids that don't get hugs they don't get affection during the week and so I started passing out hugs for candy if that sounds awful they're like oh but we got a really small church so luckily everybody knows me <laughs> <Aunt laughs> and they me so
1: like that could, that's the tipping point, right? I like, I'm, like, I'm like, hugs for a kid. This is what we tell yeah. kids. Don't go up I know, and just, you know, I'm not just a and lady. lady. Yeah. Except for the lady at church, who's not creepy, who's going to give you a right?
0: Like, like, like uh, So we have a lot of new families coming in. We have a new pastor who's been there about a year. And I had to set like his five ways. And I really started it with the older kids at our youth group because I was helping lead them for a while. And I just, as they started sharing and I started, like living in a town so small. We don't have a stoplight, guys. Okay. We don't stop you when you come through. You just drive through. Okay. And I realized that I kind of thought I was in Mayberry because yeah, the town I grew up in had two stoplights, but it was like, there was just this thing in me that was like some of these kids, they're raising their siblings. They're going home to situations that are awful, if not abusive, even just there's no running water, there's no electricity, there's no floors in the house, things like that. And I know that in those situations, my heart was just broken for them. Him. And I was like, you know what? And a lot of them were really standout, right? So, of course.
1: Well, and they, so they like, have How do I only had broken trust? Like they don't have right. a, a construct in which they can trust that adults are actually going to take care of them.
0: So it started out with, hey, you ask, before you leave, you can give me knuckles or you can give me a hug. And I've got candy. And it was started with the youth. And then it spread throughout the church. <laughs> so now if every week I have this bag, like this big full of candy, but it's fine. I do <laughs> love that. So um, and I have to, but I do preface it like every time somebody comes in, listen, this is who I am. This is what I do. It's not weird. I promise. This is why I do it. <laughs> like I tell the story of why I do it. I'm not the creepy lady at church. I promise. <laughs> And it's not
1: sixty-year-old butterscotch that's in her purse either. It's no, they yeah. get the good stuff. It's covered in yeah. tissue. Yeah. So, so you're like really you're intuitive and you're you do work to stay present. Have you always been that way or is that something that you learned along the way?
0: It's been a lot of spiritual growth for me. I think I was always since a little kid, like thinking back now. I just didn't realize it. I would sense when things were wrong, like my stomach would hurt or I was about to get in trouble or I did something I should have done. I'm going to get caught kind of situations like my stomach would just hurt and i couldn't. So now looking back, I can see, oh, yeah, you probably were more in tune than you thought you were. But as I've grown spiritually and then the other story that I don't share a lot, but I've gotten the freedom and the okay to start sharing it. So from God. So I'm going to say this. I um, had a really bad car wreck about six years ago and I was already a believer at this point, guys. So this isn't like the transformation for me or the conversion for me. I was already walking with God, but I had a car wreck and I went to heaven. And so I've seen the other side and that changed in me. A lot of things started to become clearer. A lot of things started becoming way more important. And so I, you know, that it really catapulted what I knew it was already there is to know how to use it or how to sit with it, even and listen to it. Um, how do I listen to God? If, God, if I'm a believer, God, li- and I believe that I am saved, that God lives inside of me, how do I connect with that? What does that look like? We talk as believers, we talk about the power of the Holy Spirit, but I think we miss that so much. And when I had that heaven, I call it my heaven experience because y'all literally walked out with three stitches on my wrist and a cut on my forehead and my car looked like a crumpled up pop can and there's really no explanation for why I walked out of there except that it wasn't my time yet when I saw why I was there just it's not something I can explain. Like, you can't, I was like, no, you can't say that to me. You got to go in on that
1: and explain. So first of all, I was distracted by the fact that she said pop can and it's okay. It's a soda can for those of us that don't live in the Midwest.
0: Oh, uh, sorry. sorry. Sorry.
1: Yes. I was getting I like felt felt weird. like. Weird wait, alternate wait, universe, like anyway, yeah. but, um, but I think what's important to recognize, we're not going to You don't have to share it if you don't want to, Denise. We're a safe space. Of course. But like, (laughs) but I think the important part is, right, that like whatever the experience was, like whatever that it's a because I understand why you it's not something that you share like openly and frequently because
0: well I share it, but I don't try to describe it because it's beautiful beyond words. So what happened after is I went to my pastor at the time. I told my husband has been a believer all of his life, y'all. He's looking at me. I don't know about you. I don't know about this. Even he struggled with this. And so that was like, okay, I need to go make sure that what I saw is what I saw. Like, and so for a year, my pastor said, you just need to get in the word. There are scriptures about going to heaven. You need to know. And I put, of course, everything. That's the one thing that confuses people about the Bible. Because you can now read the Bible chronological order, which is helpful. But what I found was everything, these are scriptures, some of them I had never heard before. Mm -hmm. Everything I saw in that journey was in scripture. Someone else had said, this is what it's like. And so it was like being wrapped in the wings of an angel. And I felt protected and going through the valley of the shadow of death and then Realizing, so the movies, uh, and this is one of the things that hit me later on after going through this for a while. But one of the things that hit me was, I never thought about my kids and the movies. What do you think? You see all these flashbacks, like it's
1: flashbacks, the it's a life flashbacks. montage, mm-hmm.
0: right? You, I wasn't. That's not what I. That was not what happened. I was looking forward, mm-hmm. and so I look up, going through the valley of child death, and I look up and the lights. <laughs> Still makes me emotional. Sorry. It was so beautiful. And my brother was standing there waiting on me. And he was healthy. He had died of cancer about three months before. And a young man who I love dearly, who I always thought was going to be my son in law, who had died just a few weeks after my brother, he was right there too. And that's, that was all I saw. And then, and I remember screaming out, I'm going to heaven. I'm going to heaven. I'm going to heaven. And that was it. That was it. And so this was something really close, like, and you're telling me I don't have to, but I'm, I'm free to do this now. It's taken six years. I needed to be okay with it. I needed to be, and in scripture, there is a verse, and I can never quote the verse correctly, so I will, but Paul says when he saw God, like when he saw that, he's like, whether I saw what I, whether I actually went there or I just had that experience, it changed me. And mm-hmm. that's what I, that's what ended up making me quit trying to make myself crazy. Mm-hmm. Because I'm going, there is no physical evidence I die. No one knows that I die, and so that was struggling with that. Did I make this up? But I didn't even know these scriptures, so how could I have made this up? When it was just, it's the internal battle. Yeah. And finally, one day, I was like, God, and God said, "Listen, quit." <laughs> That's how it talks to me. He talks to you. How you listen to so quit? I gave you this experience to change you. I gave you this experience to solidify what you believe. And I went, okay. And I mm. then for years I sat with it and people would ask, like, the first time I shared it, it was so funny. It was one of those tell us something on Facebook, tell us one of the things about you that sounds made up, but it's true. And like, I felt in my spirit, God, like, share it. And I was like, nope, we're not talking about this. People think you're nuts. I'm not. Mm-mm. And he was like, if one person believes, yeah, because you share. A that's yeah, what I want. That's why I gave you that experience. And so, yep. there I went. And that's kind of the whole story. And that's not really what we're talking about today. But it is a big part of what you are when you ask me that. It's really a big yeah. part of that problem, mm-hmm. was that catapulting me because this life is not forever. Hmm. Hmm. So, not to creep you out at all, but. <laughs> <laughs> Every morning when I wake up, like literally those moments before you're fully conscious, there is a song. And I've come to realize over the years, that's how God, the universe, the angels, that's how they communicate to me. And this morning, my song was what you just said of now is the time, because whatever that. I can't rem- like I heard the lyrics, but that's the thing. If I don't write it down right then. You know, I understand that's it for us. It'll be gone, but that was what it was of you never know when it's going to end. So just go for it, embrace it. Did you have it. the time of your life? Mm-mm. Was that it? wasn't oh. it, that wasn't it. But, and it's so interesting because every day this week, it's been every morning because some mornings I don't even. You got big know. shit happening. I know, but that's, that's why, yeah. You need that, yeah. Mm-hmm. But you just said it and I was like, these are the connections that if they are not being mindful and I don't being why like right I wake up
1: I don't have that experience in those moments before you're fully awake no like <laughs> my eyes open and I'm like oh yeah but
0: I, that's I, just I, how they speak to me I'm sad that they don't speak to me like that but they speak to
1: me. <laughs> like and you know, I would love light. I would love to have five minutes in which I just lay there and
0: am able to like no, the, it's too easy to go back they, to sleep. They don't speak to me the way they speak to you. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yes, because I Cause do that. that. It's I'm a personal I'm thing. That they don't speak to me the way they speak to Jenny. I, I do that. Because I get instant downloads. Correct. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. 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 And, and I love Sarah sharing that because that when I, that's what I call confirmation. It's, you know what? Uh, I, I You had that this morning. Then that came out of me. I had no ideas. Mm-hmm. That's confirmation for you. Mm-hmm. And I listened for confirmations. I listen for confirmations. The first time I let it get my attention. The second time I'm like, oh, okay. And the third time I'm like, okay, I do that. So that's my my process for that. But, right. Yeah. And
1: I love that we're having this conversation because I think whether you are a, a, a spiritual person, a rel- like religious spiritual or non religious, but God believing or. whatever wherever you're I think it's just connectedness it is it's that connectedness but that's there if it's the universe if it's angels whatever it is like you were saying I think it's great that we have this conversation because it's valid like wherever you are in that space know that you are connected to other people who have those similar experiences because it's the shared experience correct however you're you You label it it. however you label it it's that shared experience so yeah I have goosebumps I know
0: I agree I agree I've had him the whole time, and I thought it was just because I was freezing because I've been sitting here. Well, Do you want my jacket? I have sweaters. Oh, like it's a little late. It is. I'm recording. That's I could okay. have something. I could have gotten you that way. Okay. I have a, a <laughs> lovely cashmere. But now my maybe it's because we're having this conversation. Yes. Oh, maybe it's because she's ha- a little bit of heightened today. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. A heightened awareness today.
1: Yeah, for for sure. Connect with us at girlswhodostuff.com. Subscribe to our email list for fun announcements and leave us a review. It helps other people find our stuff.
0: We would be so grateful to you for taking those actions so we can get this out into the world and change more lives. I am Jenny Midgley. I am Sarah Madras. And And you do you, boo. We love making this stuff for you. You can help us out by subscribing to this podcast and follow us on social media.